1: Jack, um, I got to see you, you know, when we were there for the 303 creative case in the Supreme Court in front of the Supreme Court. And I got to announce you as the person with the best uh, oatmeal raisin cookies in the entire state of Colorado. So um, good to have you on again, although I wish it was under different services, uh, circumstances. So my first question for you is after 10 years, I think it's three cases. We'll find out all the details. How are you holding up right now?
0: First, I just want to make sure that it's clear that at Masterpiece Cake Shop, we serve everybody who Mm -hmm. comes into our shop. But we just can't create every cake because some cakes have messages that we decline to express. And so beyond that, we serve everybody and glad to be here today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that is so crucial. There's a lot of misrepresentation of what this is about. It's never about the individual coming into your shop or Lori Smith. It is the message that you're being asked to promote and express. And I think, you know, that is the key because compelled speech if the government can compel any of us, whether the person is an atheist or a Muslim or, uh, you know, whatever, or they're from the LGBT co- community, they can compel anyone and no one should have to do that. Um, Jake, I want to talk a little bit about the background here, because most people are keep thinking, wait, wasn't this case decided in the Supreme Court? Can you clarify again for our listeners what the Supreme Court ruled in favor of Jack and why then Colorado can keep persecuting him, basically. I'm just going to call it how I see it. Mm -hmm. What is the circumstance and what was undecided with that Supreme Court case?
2: Well, Jack's first case started back in 2012. Two men came into Jack's shop and requested a custom cake to celebrate a same-sex wedding. Jack serves everyone, but that's a message he can't express for anyone. Mm -hmm. And state officials prosecuted Jack all the way up to the U.S. Supreme Court, where he ultimately prevailed in 2018. The court ruled that uh, the Free Exercise Clause of the First Amendment protected Jack. Along the way, state officials had compared Jack to slaveholders and Nazis, just awful things. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But state officials had also discriminated against Jack and his faith, denying Jack the same expressive freedom that they freely gave to other secular cake artist in the state. So they were treating Jack differently and worse.
1: Yeah and and, and um, I just so I I just want to pause there one second, Jake, because that you bring up a very important point point here. There's been a hypocritical double standard, because if I'm correct, the same Colorado Civil Rights Commission ruled that an atheist baker did not have to make something with scripture on it. Am I correct on that? This this double standard that happened?
2: That's exactly right. And mm-hmm. Jack's First case, or while that was ongoing, uh, a religious man went to three other cake artists in Denver asking for a custom cake criticizing same-sex marriage or with biblical references on it. Mm-hmm. And um, when that man filed discrimination charges with the state, the state said, no problem. Uh, you know, those artists, they declined to those cakes because they disagreed with the message that they were asked to express. Right. That's not a violation of the law.
1: <laughs> right, <laughs> That's right. Not how
2: they treated yeah. Jeff.
1: Mm-hmm. So, and then so that went all the way to the Supreme Court. And from what I understand, that was a narrow ruling that was because they were basically targeted towards or hostile, I should say, towards people of faith. Is that correct?
2: That's exactly right. We, uh, the, the Supreme Court didn't even need to reach the free speech question in that case, because of the state's hostility of Jack and his faith, which sets up this current lawsuit. Mm
0: -hmm. On the
2: same day that the U.S. Supreme Court decided to hear Jack's first case, a local Denver attorney uh, called Jack asking for a custom blue and pink cake that would celebrate a gender transition. And of course, this wasn't the first time this attorney contacted Jack.
1: Mm -hmm. Back
2: in 2012, the attorney emailed Jack calling him a bigot and a hypocrite. And. Track Jack for years, and wow. then after this cake request, actually uh, uh, called back and asked for a custom cake depicting Satan smoking marijuana, <laughs> all to correct the all to so-called correct the errors of Jack's thinking. It was a setup from the beginning.
1: Yes, um, yes. But when we went. Yeah, no, and, and one question here. I, I believe if this has to go back up to the Supreme Court, and we'll get to that in a second, I, I almost wish, and, and granted, I, I don't want to take any legal territory you don't want to talk about, but there should be an ability to return and sue someone who has been pursuing and trying to persecute somebody. I mean, this is targeting. So, you know, what we can, we can save that for another day. But from my understanding, when we had you on before, you all had then Basically, sued against the Colorado Civil Rights Commission to drop the case. This latest one of the activist attorney who requested both a transitioning cake and a Satan smoking marijuana cake. That should really be emphasized. They dropped it then, correct? Because you guys were proactive in that direction.
2: That's right. After we filed a federal lawsuit, we uncovered new evidence of the state's ongoing hostility toward Jack and his Mm -hmm. faith. And and when that evidence came to light, the uh, state abandoned their lawsuit. But unfortunately, the activist attorney picked that litigation back up and sued Jack in state court.
1: Wow. And so that's what would happen in state court in 2019. Then I understand that you guys filed an appeal after they went the other direction, August 2021. And yesterday, can you just get us up to date on what exactly yesterday happened in the Colorado Appeals Court?
2: Sure. The Colorado Appeals Court affirmed a trial court ruling that punished Jack for declining to express a message for declining to create a custom blue and pink cake to mm-hmm. celebrate a gender transition, yeah, um, and, and it's horrible. I mean, free speech is for everyone, mm-hmm. not just for those who agree with the government. Right. Um, we argued to the court that the First Amendment protects all Americans, mm-hmm. uh, no matter what they believe. The government shouldn't force anyone to say anything that goes against their core beliefs. But mm-hmm. the Colorado appeals court uh rejected that argument and and now we're going to appeal up to the Colorado Supreme Court hoping they will affirm the right of all Americans to say what they believe without fear of government punishment.
1: Yeah, and without compelling us to say something against what we believe and once again making sure everyone who's listening, those who understand this case and those who don't. This is also protecting the right of an atheist not to make a scripture cake, a Muslim not to make T-shirt celebrating Passover if they don't want to. You know, I mean, it goes on down the line. This is not just an LGBTQ Christian issue. This is for everyone. So I think that's important. So, Jack, I want to I want to get back to what you were saying, because, you know, you you do serve everyone. And there's more than just, you know, same-sex marriage or transitioning cakes that are, you know, conveying that message or celebrating those events that you won't make. There are other things as well. And I'm, by the way, I'm guessing Satan smoking marijuana would be one of those. <laughs> but, um, yeah. you know, what are some of the other things that you don't do? So people understand this is, this is just a broader issue of being able to live according to our conscience, basically.
0: Right. Going back to the Satan smoking marijuana, Before my wife and I opened our cake shop back in the early '90s, we were discussing what it would look like, what kind of products we would create, and we we knew back then that we weren't going to create cakes that celebrated marijuana. Even though back then, if you got caught with marijuana, you were going to jail, so it wasn't really on a radar. But we knew we weren't going to create those cakes, Mm -hmm. or cakes that celebrate Halloween, or cakes that have profanity on them. If I won't say it, I'm not going to write it on a cake. Right. a, A lot of cakes cakes that would insult people or denigrate other people including people who who identify as lgbt i've been asked to create cakes with those messages and i declined to create to express that as well
1: yeah absolutely
0: so it's, it's always taking the message it's never the the person asking for it
1: yeah and and that is so key i mean it's it's you discrimination is not serving someone who comes in and wants to buy a birthday cake or a You know, a box of cookies based on who they are. It isn't what you do, which is make custom artistic cakes that celebrate or convey a message Um, that that's very different. Here's the thing that I think a lot of people don't perhaps understand. It takes people of courage. And resilience, like yourself, Jack, to stand up. I mean, I can't even imagine 10 years of this. Maybe it's going on 11. I I hate to even, you know, think of that. There's been a cost. I mean, before 40% of your business, I understand, was wedding cakes. Can you talk a little bit about the cost of this? Because, you know, freedom isn't free. Somebody here is paying a price. And really, it's you and your wife and your business at this moment.
0: Yeah, before this all started up. We were doing wedding cakes we had a great wedding business and i had the day that david and charlie the two men came in asking for their same-sex wedding cake that i couldn't create and i offered to make them other cakes and sell them cookies and brownies so i tried to make it clear that it was the cake that they were asking for and not them or their orientation Mm -hmm. but uh um the uh we had oh yeah the day that they came in i had 10 employees on my payroll and without the weddings, I went down to four, including mm-hmm. myself. I mm-hmm. up a couple of part-timers like, since then, but not enough to recover all the, the work that was going in the weddings. And uh, um, just to uh, reiterate that we do serve everybody mm-hmm. during our trial. Had, uh, some of the good things that have come out of this, So we had a, a gay man who testified on our behalf because he's come to uh, become good friends and, and knows that... Uh, we will gladly serve him. We've mm-hmm. done other custom cake, but he realizes it's the cake and not the person. It's never, it's always the message.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. And like we said, this goes towards every single direction, even though the targeting seems to only be towards Christians. I mean, the targeting isn't happening in another direction, certainly not by the Colorado Civil Rights Commission, um, which, you know, is... Misnamed because civil rights are for every single person, regardless of whether or not the government officials agree with their viewpoint. Uh, Jake, you mentioned that, uh, you know, a next step. So after the Colorado Appeals Court yesterday uh, ruled that the government can punish Jack for not, you know, being compelled to promote and create things against his beliefs, uh, what is the next step in this case?
2: We will appeal this decision up to the Colorado Supreme Court, Mm -hmm. Um, and the Supreme Court will have uh, its chance to decide whether they want to hear the case. And then, if necessary, after that, we can ask the U.S. Supreme Court uh, to make things right in this case. And and I think this really highlights the importance of why we need the U.S. Supreme Court Mm -hmm. to rule in favor of Colorado graphic artist Lori Smith in the three Creative case later this year. The same law is uh, threatening Lori uh, and would force her to create uh, custom websites that would communicate messages against her beliefs. And the Supreme Court has the the chance to say, no, state law can't force these artists to promote views that go against their deepest beliefs. And, And we're hoping that the U.S. Supreme Court will issue a decision that will protect artists everywhere photographers, painters, mm-hmm. cake artists, filmmakers, and more.
1: Yeah. And, and I'm a filmmaker. I mean, we, we talked about this when I, when I helped lead the rally in front of the steps of the Supreme Court. I've been on every side of this issue. I've been, um, an artist as an actor that got to turn down work that went against my beliefs. I have hired people as a producer who you know, said uh, this project is not something I agree with. I can't work on it. I never once thought I had a right to compel their art for my purpose and for a message they may not agree with. I mean, that's just never, you know, come across my mind. And as then as filmmakers, my husband, and I, you know, would never want or anticipate someone to say, oh, you have to make our project, even if you don't agree with it. So this this impacts everyone, and I, I find this very personal. The, the, the other thing that I find just really egregious is, was there no thought or conversation about the appeals court waiting? Because if the Supreme Court rules in favor of Lori Smith's right to not be compelled, just like Jack, Wouldn't this be a moot point? Was there any, you know, were you surprised they didn't wait?
2: I am surprised. In fact, we asked the court to wait to decide this case until after the U.S. Supreme Court decided the 303 creative case. but Mm -hmm. The the court declined to do that and, and move forward and decide to punish Jack anyway. Uh, even with uh, the supreme court poised to uphold the first amendment rights of of artists everywhere.
1: Yes. Yeah. That and that to me as a coloradan and anyone who's listening that is a big waste of our tax dollars that they, you know, felt so um I don't know the so so much that they want to continue to target jack and continue this, you know, I call it a crusade honestly on their side that they couldn't even wait five months to find out whether this is going to get tossed out completely anyway. Well, I know that um, this is a busy day for you both with the ruling yesterday. Jack, one last question before we let you go, because our listeners obviously um, are very familiar with your case, have been really always asking those of us here how they can support you. What can people do to help you as you are continuing to stand in the gap because it would have been easy for you just to you know capitulate and withdraw long ago how can people support you
0: well they can support us by coming in and buying our products and that's a, a good thing but they can also uh turn and use that support to uh support adf alliance mm-hmm. Defending freedom yep. yeah. legal.org they've done all the are going into these cases knowing that there's not a good chance of winning but fighting the best that they can mm-hmm. and, uh, without charging me a dime. So support for them would be really good, really helpful. Yeah. All the way through.
1: And I've got one last question for you, because I think a lot of people are, are, you know, looking at things that are going in the world and looking for that resolve inside to keep going. Was there ever a moment where you decided, you know, it's just not worth it? And if so, what kept you going?
0: Uh, The day David and Charlie stormed out of my shop, swearing at me and flipping me off, and I started getting hateful phone calls. That night as I headed home, I stopped at the grocery store and just thinking, you know, my mind is reeling, what's going on here? Mm -hmm. And God gave me a Bible verse that Paul wrote to Timothy, and it's, uh, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of Mm -hmm. power and of love and sound mind. And the sound mind part got to me. It's like, this is all his battle. And from that moment, like two hours after David and Charlie left, I've been at peace with everything that God wants to do with this situation. And yeah. then, again, providing Alliance Defending Freedom and the lawyers that they have and all the people that work at that organization is just an amazing gift, and he's just been so good. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership program offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today.